0: Welcome to The Great Exchange, a podcast about examining the lies that we believe and exchanging them for God's truth. I'm your host, Brady Cohen, and joining me today is our co-host, Jason Wilson.
1: Glad to be here, Brady. Thank
0: you. I could hardly get through that intro because you were just making me laugh, and I, I did redo it like three times. I apologize. So, oh, you
1: joke maker over there. I, uh, I apologize. So, I like your sense of humor. I appreciate it.
0: Yes. So, what's going on today, Jason? Oh, it's gosh. It's a hot summer day.
1: It is a hot summer day. Uh, my kids are at camp this week. Oh, glorious yeah it's so kind of baby well not free
0: babysitting you paid a price but yes
1: you know. yeah uh excited about that it's been really good um it is a weird uh it's the house is very quiet mm-hmm. and yet i miss my kids yeah but at the same time i was ready for a break yeah so a lot of conflicting emotions you can acknowledge that it's yeah okay. it, yeah so it was i've realized i realized recently you love your kids i'm well. with my kids all the time right now because it's summer break yeah working from home they ask me questions all the time and i get tired of it because i get the same question four times cuz i have four kids and i don't know why they can't just communicate to amongst themselves mm-hmm. so this has turned into like a little counseling <laughs> session about my parenting angst but they're in they're at camp i pick them up tomorrow uh I think they're having a great time. Oh, good. Looking forward to seeing them. So, tonight I might have a little, little date night tonight with my wife since oh, our kids are going you know? to so, Very you know.
0: nice. Take her somewhere fancy. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe uh,
1: McDonald's, maybe some Roberto Havans. Uh-huh. Yes. Bob Evans. You're telling
0: me about your upcoming family vacation, and yeah. you're planning on driving your old van clear to Florida, 19 hours straight through, and the only thing your family will be allowed to eat is McDonald's.
1: That's right. And uh, yeah, we're going to time bathroom breaks in yes. that as well. Uh, no stopping can, for anything else. Yes.
0: Bathroom break at mealtimes and McDonald's and sounds. Sounds like uh, some stories they'll tell later in life when they tell their kids, well, you know, your grandpa. And
1: yeah. He, I'm still not sure driving is a bad I, I I'm worried it's a bad idea. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not... I'm convinced not sure yet
0: you're you're not convinced enough to actually pay for a flight but no yeah
1: no with, with six people I know yeah I think I got a alert today but flights have dropped they've dropped oh, over the past they? three days oh so Google nice. sends me a little alert very every nice. day good, good. current good. current prices on airfare so,
0: all right well yeah. you guys are going to Florida speaking of Florida um, this is a little bit off our topic today but uh, what do you think about the whole don't say gay bill that was passed in Florida what do I think about it? Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: You know, to be fair, I haven't studied it in depth, but my understanding is is the bill was really a, it wasn't don't say gay, but it was, we're not going to teach sexuality to kindergartners through third graders, I believe. Yes, uh-huh. correct. Is that right? Yes. And so to me, I, I'm always, I don't want to ever sound like I am a right wing propaganda person. Mm-hmm. But that did feel a little bit like it was just uh, hysteria by the media and celebrities, yes. and it really—I think was, how it wasn't our culture true.
0: responds to that shows that our how strongly our our culture idolizes this concept of sexuality right now. It's like you can't talk about sexuality to a third grader or under. It's like that—that's obvious. Like, and so then the fact that. They're responding to the way they are. Businesses are saying that they're no longer going to do business in Florida because it's not a safe place for families to live and work. It, it's like that's just so ridiculous. Oh,
1: and it feels like such a overreaction and uh-huh. a little bit of virtue signaling. Yeah, when if people just looked at the issue, I think most people would agree. Yeah, third graders, you don't need to be talking to them about that. I mean. I, I, I just, so, I think so. So, I have
0: some TikTok videos, and uh, we're going to get onto the subject of pronouns, but okay. we also want to talk about kids because pronouns are being pushed onto kids. And so, I have uh, some TikTok videos that um, uh, really uh, show what's happening sometimes. This one is coming from a teacher who uh, explains how she was trying to explain to her second graders about what non binary means. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, start it over here.
2: So, today in Queer Teacher
0: Things. um, So, first of all, she said today in Queer Teacher Things because she has a TikTok just explaining how she talks to her kids about queer things. Where is she, a teacher? I'm not sure.
2: One of my students asked about my roommate um, because I know I have a roommate. And I told them their name. And they asked if my roommate was a boy or a girl. And I said, neither. And they were like, no, Ms. Brown." Are they a boy or a girl? I was like. My friend. They're neither. They were like. Well do they have a boy name or a girl name? And I said. Neither. And they said. Well do they wear boy clothes or girl clothes? And I said. What are boy clothes and girl clothes? And they go. You know. And I said. No my friend. I don't know. What are boy clothes and girl clothes? And they said. Well what kind of clothes do they wear? And I said. Well they normally wear jeans and a t-shirt. And they said. Well what color is the t-shirt? And I said. All colors. And they said. Well that doesn't make any sense. And I said it doesn't have to make sense and then they walked away because they got mad at me
0: so here we have a teacher teacher and her second graders trying to teach them what non-binary means uh and so so that's why I think that a law like don't say gay bill is necessary even though it's not at all what the media portrays it to be and what society is saying it you know it is uh it's like second graders uh and under maybe it's third grade and under should not be taught about these things from
1: the public schools well yeah oh my gosh that, that video is kind of frustrating because it doesn't like the kids the kids the,
0: understood m- that like this doesn't make sense and so it's right. like not it make sense. a second grader believes that this doesn't make, they have more
1: common sense than the teacher yeah. does yeah and that that's that's crazy yeah
0: yeah uh so here is uh we're going to be talking about pronouns here's another video from a mom uh talking about her seven-year-old who is non-binary so a mom talking about her seven-year-old who is non-binary Okay. one of my kids
2: thinks they may be non-binary and i'm saying they for now but um they haven't chosen a pronoun that they would prefer to be used because uh they're seven, so they don't really know what pronouns are. So uh, in order to help us all figure out if this is because, you know, certain kids at school say like, the haircut you have is a boy's haircut and they don't like that. Or if this is something that they're really feeling, we want to help everybody understand um, what it means to be non-binary and like what the options are. I asked for book suggestions and these were the ones that, um, were recommended to me I started reading through this one and it made me cry this magical baby was born who couldn't decide what to be boy or girl bird or fish and All of that was, all fine. Of that was fine until they went to school. It seems familiar. I'm hoping for a happy ending
0: so here a mom is saying that her seven-year-old thinks that he or she is non-binary but uh, hasn't chosen uh, his or her pronouns yet because doesn't understand what pronouns are. So it's like, how could, if a seven-year-old doesn't understand what pronouns are, how could they even have made the choice to be, uh, uh, that they're decided that they're non-binary in gender? Just,
1: yeah, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, and that's where our society is at. It's like, some of this doesn't make sense. And when I look at this video, uh, those of you watching on YouTube can see the video. The rest of you can hear it. It it sounds like the the mom may be non-binary and has dealt with like rejection and things. And so she is really projecting uh, the life that she wanted or certain issues on her child. And that's what I see a lot with these parents who are pushing their kids into um, uh, these situations, these categories is that. Uh, the parents themselves have issues and are kind of living vicariously through their kids or have something to prove or a status symbol. Like it's uh, some people have been talking about like Hollywood, uh, um, the kind of rich people in culture, having a trans child is like a status symbol.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it seems like it would be a large burden on a seven-year-old to determine. Yes. Isn't their, that so sad that we're yeah. placing that burden on them? Well, and I, you know, I've got uh, young kids and one of my daughters around seven years old uh, wants to be a mermaid when she grows up, you know what I mean? Uh huh. So like it would be silly to begin to push that and be like, alright let's, let's take steps to make you a mermaid. Yeah. Uh, I just, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And like such a complicated topic for a seven-year-old, be having absolutely and so uh
0: i mean i saw and it. so that's where our, our there's so much person or culture that for um uh to try to accept and be inclusive and make kids who are exist as transgender or non-binary or whatever they are feel included but it's like we're not helping those kids feel included. We're actually making those kids that. We're planning the ideas. We're forcing that on them because no 70-year-old has chosen to be non-binary. That is their parent pushing that onto them. Yeah, and that that's so tragic that we are putting our kids in a place to make them wrestle with that. This isn't a biological thing where the kid is confused because there's something wrong with his biology. This is his mother pushing that onto him.
1: Right, I saw a video, a TikTok video a while back of a, there was a, a woman who, I think she had her, uh, like she had a baseball hat, it was on backwards, and she was saying, when I was growing up, I was a tomboy, and I wasn't into boys, uh, and I was probably a little more masculine for a young girl. She said, I'm so glad that yes. my parents didn't do anything about that and just let me figure it out because now I'm married to this awesome man and I have these great kids. Yeah. and I, She said her concern was if she would have been born today, there would have been pressure to push her a certain direction.
0: Definitely. She's like, I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I just didn't know yeah. what was and going we're, on. We're stealing the innocence of so many kids. Uh, and puberty blockers, that is such a... To me, that's child abuse. And one of the drugs that they're using as puberty blockers, which they try to claim as, like, oh, it's reversible. It's just helping kids slow, you no, know, not have go through puberty uh, who are experiencing some confusion one of the drugs they use has been used for decades as for chemical castration yeah, that's not so good. obviously it's not a um, a temporary, and kids shouldn't be making those decisions. No. And they're taking kids who are like would be like a tomboy, you know, a girl who's not extremely feminine, and that's completely okay uh, because so many times what we consider masculine and feminine is just our own cultural lens right. we're viewing that through. And we're saying, oh, you're not as girly as some of the other girls, and so you must be transgender, and you need to take puberty blockers. And uh there's now kids who are, are they're, they're doing you know uh, transgender surgeries they call top top surgery or bottom surgery, so all kinds of teenage girls having top surgery, which means that they're having their breasts removed mm-hmm. uh, and like to do that to a t- it's, that, that's genital mutilation yeah and but that's what our society is calling gender affirming care. Uh, and so when you hear the term gender affirming care, that's what they're referring to is uh, medical procedures that uh, that actually it's not affirming. It's actually changing someone's gender.
1: Yeah. And you think, too, about just how difficult middle school is. Yeah. Remove this stuff. Just imagine uh-huh. middle schoolers trying to figure out who they are, yeah, what their interests are, what they like, what they don't like, um, what they believe. I mean, that's such a time of just learning who you are let alone adding that kind of pressure yes Uh, and to make such definitive decisions that are going to be irreversible and
0: and so many people go down this road and then regret it i have a family i've been ministering to for a couple years known them for a long time have a son who came out as transgender a couple years ago and recent and you know was doing hormones and uh uh, transitioning. And in the last few weeks realized that this is living in a lie and he is detransitioning. Wow! And, uh, and thankfully he hadn't had any surgeries right. that, uh, would permanently because he's, he's realized that his transgenderism was a lie. And we see that called transgender regret over and over again, where it's not solving people's problems. Yeah. Wow. Well, to get on to actual today's topic, which is very much related, uh, we want to talk about pronouns. Mm -hmm. And so we see this as a big thing in our culture right now. People are supposed to declare their pronouns. uh, They're supposed to communicate their preferred pronouns. And we're all expected to uh, abide by them and call Mm -hmm. them that. Uh, And so uh, and then we all see the name that, that same situation with people's names that they want to go by if they are transgender and, you know, go by a male name now instead of female. Um, and so there's so much confusion of how should we respond? How should we interact with people?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? My initial, uh, I go back and forth on this because I do feel like there is, well, someone's name. I think you call them a, whatever name they want to be called, but. The the pronoun, I do get a little... Yeah. I, I, uh-huh. it, it's a little more challenging, and I think probably most people just avoid the pronoun usage to yes. avoid the situation. Yeah. Because it feels like people don't want to be... Uh, forced they, into... Yeah, they don't want to be forced into it at the same time. They don't want to be offensive, mm-hmm. and so it just it seems to be an easy out. But um, there's certain things you just wouldn't uh, encourage from people, right? So like if... If someone had anorexia, you wouldn't affirm that while wow, you're fat. You know, you just yeah. wouldn't do that because that uh-huh. wouldn't be kind to them. And I feel like this is somewhat similar, but culturally, what makes but, it makes more complicated. Culturally, it's, it's, it's
0: different. Like, but someone who's transgender is embracing that, whereas usually someone who's fat isn't embracing that and celebrating that they're fat. Right. So that's where it well, just doesn't fit. it doesn't feel like it fits in the other categories that well, we're used to having to navigate. Well,
1: the I do think people are there is like a you know fat shaming is not oh, yeah. cool uh-huh. but if someone is like on the verge of starving themselves yes. with anorexia we would we would stop them and say yes. you are not overweight you need to eat and i we do feel like this is harmful and so yeah i gosh i don't know,
0: you know i uh i agree with you on distinguishing between names and pronouns and i've always been in the camp of I, I for most people I want to call them what they want to be called as far as name wise. And some Christians disagree with that and say, well, you're affirming their delusions. And I, I break it down to what authority do I have over people's lives? What relationship do I have with them? And right now, uh Mary and I have a uh little camper storage business we started on our property mm-hmm. because Washington's so expensive to live that uh you know, wanted some type of income off our our acreage. And so you now I have like 20 campers parked out there and I'd gotten a, uh, uh, inquiry online from someone and it said, Karen. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I didn't get back to them, kind of forgot about it. the next week I got a phone call. It came up on the color ID as Kevin with the same last name. And so I was like, Oh, it's that, that camper customer possible customer so i answered and it's like it was obviously a man's voice and so like oh you must be kevin you must be related to karen who i got the inquiry from it's like oh uh i am uh karen uh i'm transgender i go by karen it's like oh okay i'm so sorry right and so in all of our interactions i i refer to her uh as as karen because that's what she goes by and To me, it's like, I felt like I'm not in a place of authority in this person's life. Right. You know, and maybe by doing business and showing kindness and she will maybe find out at some point that I'm a Christian, maybe by looking me up online, she'll see my testimony and, you know, uh, but if I had said, oh no, I'm not going to call you, uh, Karen, I'm only going to call you Kevin. She obviously wouldn't do business with me. She'd be offended, but she was a, uh, You know, a very sweet person, very kind, very thankful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I I joked with Mary that uh, uh, she was my only woman camper customer who could actually back up a trailer. (laughs) And so it was true. Like, backed right in. And none of the other women do that. Some of the men can't back up trailers either. I can back up a trailer. Oh, good. Good. That was the benefit of growing up on a farm. I actually know how to back up a trailer. But uh, all jokes aside, it's like, I mean, like, I do not have a place of authority in this person's life to try to correct them on this, on their misplaced identity. Just like I don't have the authority to correct my customers who have misplaced their identity in owning this big, expensive, fancy camper that they can't afford, and then buying a big truck to pull with that's, you know, saddled them with massive amounts of debt. It's like, if I developed a relationship with them and could speak that truth into them, I'm more than happy to, but in the meantime, I'm just gonna accept their $150 a month, and uh, I don't have the authority to speak that into their life. Right so I think it gets a lot harder with uh, people that we are close to. Um, uh, I I, I really feel for parents whose kids uh, are transgender and uh, uh, demanding that you call me something different because the parent has a different place of authority over a child's life. Well, they do have
1: an authority to name a child.
0: Yes, absolutely. And so that's where I feel like that... I, I, I don't judge a parent for refusing to call their child right. if they want to be called. That's a different situation.
1: Well, and you've even seen that with like um, it's not nearly as big of an issue. But here in Kansas City, whenever somebody said Pat Mahomes, mm. and his mom was like, "You mean Patrick Mahomes, right?" Yeah, uh-huh. Like I did not name him Pat. I named him Patrick. Yeah, and that's not even a you know a trans I mean, issue, but not that's not like even a, tr- this big or, ideology behind. Or them. you have friends who. You know, their parents call them James, but everybody else calls them Jim. Yeah. But the uh-huh. parent, it almost has a a right yes. to say, uh-huh. I'm going to name, I'm going to call them what I yeah. want to call them. You Definitely.
0: Know? And so I think where, um, where, where then I encourage people in that middle ground of like, well, what about this coworker? What about my cousin, Sally, who is now Harry? Uh, you know, um, you know, it's like, I, I, am not going to come hard down hard and fast on what you um uh call them but uh one thing i would encourage people to ask is is that the hill i'm gonna die on right. to potentially sacrifice relationship with yeah, them not like can i is it worth not having an influence in their life uh because i don't want to call them that and so i think we need to evaluate that as christians is what is our motive what is what is worth sacrificing relationship for is this for my own pride Mm -hmm. uh is it for my own stubbornness like what's going to be the most fruitful and so uh and I see the most fruit for coming from individuals who do their best humbling humbly to try to accommodate um I do think in our culture I hate the push that's trying to force us to call people a certain thing and I don't think that that's that's right at all um, I was just reading I've read a few articles on recently in Wisconsin a middle school where three kids were suspended and had a title IX complaint filed against them for sexual harassment uh, because they uh, called a student by the wrong pronoun uh and I think that's ridiculous yeah that's and they weren't trying to be like bullies it's like they it was it was said that there's a massive amount of confusion because so many kids had changed pronouns that they couldn't keep track of what everyone wanted to be called. And they were suspended and had a sexual harassment complaint filed against them for calling. So I think that's ridiculous. And I think we can, in the public... Sphere. We can watch what's going on in our schools, in our workplaces, public policy, and try to bring some logic to it, and some normalcy, and just some some common sense. And yep. that is something that we should push back on uh, that type of policy, uh while still trying to respect people. And so it's so easy, I think, to. Um, uh, see these instances that happen say oh that's just so ridiculous and be angry um, upset and then take that anger out on the people around us who are struggling and hurting
1: yep yeah. and respect and kindness go a long way yes
0: uh, and, and earning influence in someone's yeah, absolutely. life uh-huh. absolutely yeah. yeah so what would you uh uh how would you guide your kids through this pronoun issue let's say they have classmates that are going through a a how do you explain that so you have what a nine-year-old, 11-year-old, uh, uh, seven-year-olds?
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: uh, how do we navigate this?
1: I would probably just, yeah, once again, um, I would definitely explain what a Christian worldview is, explain that to them. But I would say you just, you know, you show kindness and you show respect. Uh, I would say if they want to be called that, just call them that. That's probably what would be my first reaction. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to set my kids up to have some, big, you know, uh, political, cultural mm-hmm. battle in fourth grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Def- absolutely. Um,
0: and maybe uh, if you ever have that conversation, you pray with your kids and right. say, like, let's pray for this person. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's people, there's going to be people we're living life with who have different values who twist the image of God, who twist humanity that's everywhere around us. And so as a family, we have different values because we believe in the hope that Christ gave us. And so let's pray for this person and try to respect this person Absolutely. and see how we can, we can love them.
1: Yeah. And that's what you want to love people. Well, mm-hmm. right. And so, yeah, that, that's, that's always what I would tell my kids. You, you want to be loving. Yeah. I mean, if, if we don't have love as Christians, then, we' just a, ga- yeah. a, a, a banging symbol right like, yeah we got and I think
0: that. it's uh um, it's it's hard when we uh, are trying to fight for some reasonable public policy it's like I see people who are trying to fight for some what I would say good public policy in school and school boards and you know in school policy and that's great I think that we should be a part of that conversation uh, but then it's easy to become jaded and make it to you people are the enemy. Right. And uh and if you buy into this ideal ideology ideology at all, then then you're my enemy and the way that we talk about it is not fruitful to our ministry to those people. Right. And I'm I, I never want to put a public Fight or argument or discussion ahead of people and harm my witness and relationship to people, and that's a tough thing to balance because Absolutely. I think it's good for parents to show up at a school board meeting and uh, you know and and know what's going on in their schools and fight for some some reasonable policies in yep. schools, and yet uh, do what we can to not let that uh, that influence we're trying to have disrupt. Um, our relationships with people Yep,
1: yeah, and it's I think a lot of times people make the mistake that if public policy or politics aren't moving in the way we think that the kingdom of God somehow is being hampered and sometimes it works the opposite you know absolutely so I mean Christians could lose all the public policies they mm-hmm. they want lose all of them and that does not mean that the gospel is not you know continuing to be Usually the, that the gospel God. thrives in places yeah.
0: where there's massive
1: persecution. Right. And so we can rest in that. We don't have to yeah. make that like the end-all be-all of and public absolutely.
0: policy. Absolutely. And I agree. And sometimes we, I, I think we idolize public policy, and that's probably a conversation for another day. Yeah. There's a lot we could get into. But, yeah, we do idolize that, and we find our hope in having a society in which our systems and society reflect biblical values. And that's not where our hope right. should
1: be. It's not. So. so
0: yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us on this yeah. episode of the
1: Great Exchange. Always good and seeing you, Brady. Always
0: good to see you. Talk about some difficult issues. Yeah. I know that that's exactly what you want to talk about today. Was right. uh, Was pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah. So. I was an
1: English major. So. Yes. There you go. So so words have meaning. <laughs> they do have meaning. Absolutely.
0: Uh-huh. And so it's it's hard to uh, try to be forced to use what we know is not tr- words that true. Are not true.
1: Most fights in relationships are around semantics, right? People mm. are saying different things because we don't have the same language so i'll i'll that's stop good. with that that's good yeah. so
0: maybe we'll talk about that another time yeah, it'd be fun so all right well thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the great exchange we pray that as you go throughout your week you can examine the lies you believe and exchange them for god's truth and have an impact on the people around you as you make disciples thank you